Hello, namaste and welcome to another episode of the Kushbu Wet Show. I have become so used to this new trend and this new whole Kushbu Wet Show episodes that I've been doing and honestly, I've been loving it. Purely out of the joy of meeting new people, uh, especially meeting experts who have also been my friends or some unknown people who I am now getting to know because of this show. It is such a delight and I'm so grateful for this opportunity, really. And how are you all doing, my viewers? I hope you guys are doing safe. I hope you guys are doing fine. And I shall pray for all of you to be in good health during such times. Now, before we begin, I actually had a thought while I was staying in my home space. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people or a lot of you would maybe agree with me. Well, we've been staying in our own houses for maybe a year and a half now. And it's kind of getting to us at times the fact that our workspace and our home space is almost kyasemi hai. And that sometimes does play up on you and more than anything I feel generally even if there is no work from home the space that we stay in has to do a lot with the way we feel and feeling great or feeling good is so important according to me and hence I thought why not actually pick up a topic which would talk about space design which would speak about living in a space which actually really helps your mental well-being so hence today's topic is how your space design affects your well-being. For those who've joined us late, I will repeat myself. How your space design affects your well-being. Well, what does it really talk about? What does all of this really, really mean in a definition or a technical term? All of this really means environmental psychology. It is actually a body of research that studies how our living spaces affect our mental state. And it is that point where Everything around our house impacts us, from the way we arrange the props in our house, to the way our room looks, to the way the sunlight enters into our room. Everything affects our emotional state. And when I thought about this topic, I could think of nobody else but a very, very dear person. But before I actually tell you how is she connected with me, let me introduce her. Well, she is the founder and principal designer of Purple Backyard. She is Kumpal Weth. Well, Kumpal Weth has a background in space design and styling from Central St. Martin's, London and a professional training in interior designing from Rachna Sansad of Interior Designs, Mumbai. She has had an early opportunity of nurturing her talent and passion by working with many illustrious designers in the city. As an ideology, she believes by is constant learning and unlearning. As the founder of Purple Backyard, her vision is to evolve through designs while exploring sustainable solutions to execute them. She is one of an expert in her industry and loved by many. Of course, needless to uh, say, she is loved by me the most because she is also my dearest young sister. And I am so, so proud of getting her on this podcast and having a little chat with her. So welcome, Kumpal Ved. Thank you, Gushi. This is so amazing. Uh, I am so glad that we've decided to do this. Uh, and obviously, uh, you've been instrumental in uh, pushing me towards, you know, sort of getting on to talking about uh, spaces and mental health, things that we've always spoken about at home. Uh, and, and what better place to, you know, share those thoughts and ideas here than anywhere else. So I'm glad we're doing this. 
Yes, absolutely. So am I. And you know, this is one piece where I thought, or rather a platform where I thought that I should definitely let you know. Um, you know, people always say that we we take people who are closer to us a little for granted. And I think that more than me, Kumpal has taught me this a lot of times in life that you should say more thank you and sorry to the people who are closest to you. So I think I should give her the credit for learning that from her. And of course, while I've always been uh, like, you know, Kumpal, this has been my path. And I think this is where I really want to go further as well on where uh, listening to people, understanding people, understanding emotions, the state of well-being that we are in or whichever state that we are in, it impacts our daily life in a big way. And I will, I am so happy today to actually get you on board to talk about space designing and the way you are possibly going to contribute today and help so many people out here in the way they can create spaces in which they would not just love to live today in the kind of scenario we are in, but in general would love to just have a beautiful space and thereby a beautiful state and a beautiful emotional state of mind. So let me ask you one very interesting question. What's your approach? I mean, how do you really understand and discover your client? Matlab, everybody's expectation is different, right? Every home is different. Every person is different. How do you manage? So before we get into that, I, I just want to thank you. Uh, you know, you've said such amazing things about me. Uh, not that you don't, um, uh, you don't leave any opportunity to sort of show your affection. Uh, and I am sort of a little bad at it. But, uh, but I just want to thank you for uh, that uh, here on this platform, you know, sort of formally telling me this. I think it's, it's, a, it's a great moment for me as a little sister because uh, um, you know I've learned from you over the years uh, you uh, are are just absolutely being humble here I, I mean you've done such amazing things uh, running uh, you know an event management company to you know this coaching then the quintessence experience oh my god like how how do you do this so I think I'm still learning uh, and I'm learning from you uh, so uh, I think I cannot help but make this like a, a mutual admiration society right now uh, uh, and <laughs> that you know more power to you and I hope uh, that this show reaches uh, millions and zillions of people and uh, you know it impacts their life in the way you are hoping it could uh, so all the best um and uh, uh, so coming back to and and sorry, but I, I think I'm going to call you Kushi because for me calling you Kushbu is, is a very difficult task. Uh, so I, I'll try, but I don't promise. <laughs> uh, and uh, so okay, to to start with, you know, your first question. Um, so I have a very simple way of sort of uh, uh, you know a uh, uh, way that I I call it a workshop. So when I meet. Uh, you know the end user for the first time a homeowner or a office owner a space owner um you know i i love to sit with them and uh, and have like a workshop wherein we show them layouts understand what their preferences are how do they feel about the space uh what is the end goal uh with the space that they want to achieve um you know uh so i think any space is a reflection of the user more than just the interior designer making it beautiful because that personalization, that little character is going to be added to that story of that house 
through that person's personality so it is very important for me and my studio that you know other person's uh, personality or the person living there sort of feels like this is designed by me or uh, this is for me you know and nobody else has this um so we we reach that point by uh, you know a lot of workshops which are basically a lot of conversations uh, other than just what your design style is and what your design preferences what kind of a person you are what would you want the space to uh, make you feel like what would each space in your room in your house be like the living room what are the kind of um, you know activities are you going to hold in the living room are you just going to use it as a family room or or a formal uh, living setup or is it going to be a tv room as well right so a few questions like these uh, that that make them think and identify the purpose of each room through which we sort of decode what what would an ideal space be for them and then obviously you know the mood boards and the designs that we put on the 3d and then and then the whole journey begins but essentially uh, there's a lot of uh, workshopping that we do uh, to understand them better and to help reflect their personality into spaces better so yeah that in a nutshell wow. is my process that's a lot of hard work <laughs> that's a lot of hard work that get in there oh my god i used to just feel you got to design you got to create and that's about it there is so much to think behind before even we get on to ground or get on to paper to even sketch a line isn't it absolutely i mean i i feel like if a designer is just going to come in and be like hey i'm a i'm a minimalist or or i am a traditionalist and you know your space should look like this i i would say that you know they could sort of uh, Uh, approach the whole scene in a manner that uh, what are your preferences and what do you feel the space should do for you because uh, i think we're just a medium through which they get their houses made uh, and and uh, yeah there'll always be purple backyard designs showing uh, you know indirectly in each space but why does uh, you know the portfolio looks so uh, different yet similar because these are different personalities these are different homes different peoples different mental bandwidths that we are talking about so um yeah that's how i look at spaces and space design right. but one thing but i guess one thing which is similar in all of them is the amount of love and dedication that you and your team puts in so i think Absolutely. that is something that you would see as a compulsory touch in every house that's done by purple backyard <laughs> isn't it yeah i think uh, here's a big shout out to my team uh, they are amazing they're like ninjas who who would you know leave no stone unturned to uh, make things happen uh, even before i would sort of you know uh, sounded off them if they know about it they'd go ahead do it and they'd be like okay compulsory this is the solution we've gone ahead with this and i'd be like okay wow so they are the true ninjas that you know make the entire work sort of come together totally agree totally agree i mean you know for all those people who think that maybe a podcast i can just do it all by my own not at all i mean i have a very dear team who is working very very hard at the back end to make sure and help me make sure that i make sense yeah. not just in front of camera with what i speak in my mind but also the way i look and the way everything else is presented so of course because of all of this lockdown Yeah there are things which which have to be a little more minimal than we would like yes. but it's it's been a beautiful journey
So now actually thinking of this whole new lockdown and every month or every two months, there is a new phase one, phase two, phase three that we are in. I mean, Kumpal, literally, I think for the last one and a half year, we are all staying indoors. And uh, with most of our lives now spent indoors, how can the space we occupy uh, be more inclusive and yet exclusive? I mean, you know, as per each individual. You know, uh, this is such an interesting question, but uh, I have a slightly different take and I think I've got this take through you that I think it is all all about, uh, you know, it's up here. You know, it's all about in your head, discipline. So yes, design can help segregate spaces, make those partitions, make those, uh, you know, dedicated uh, utility or functional spaces within your uh, living, study or, or guest rooms. You know, you could sort of, yeah, make them multi-purpose, all of that. But I guess it's it's more to do with discipline that while you, you assign, an, assign a... Um, zone or or uh, a task to a zone are you really how how do you you know get started with your day how do you sort of end your day and i think um more than me uh, uh you know uh, so i could give so many design inputs right but here i think it's it's more to do with uh uh discipline so i think i would want you to tell me uh, uh, that, you know, um, how do you think one can be more disciplined in terms of getting their day started, making sure the spaces that we design and assi- assign tasks to are better utilized or or this whole idea of, you know, inclusive and exclusive. How does one really make that demarcation mentally? Uh, I guess that's where the real answer to this question is. Well. Actually, I kind of agree with you. Uh, Yes, 101%, the way a person thinks, perceives or believes or rather like the way we say manifest or affirms his or her day to be like, if you really consciously look at a day, it technically just turns out the way you decided it to turn out maybe the previous night before you went to bed. And I'm a firm believer and you know that, but I'm a firm, firm believer that you don't have to go mad with your positivity. And and we actually had one of our episodes based on toxic positivity, because it's not like you've got to have a positive spin to every emotion or every element that happens to your life. But having the right mindset is very important. So, uh, you know, affirming, uh, and this may find, uh, be sounding very funny to a lot of people, but actually talking to your pillow, the pillow on which you sleep every night, it's got to be the most comfortable element on this earth for you. Why? Because you've got to place your head on it and you've got to make sure that you talk to it every day like it is your closest, your dearest and the most important person in your life. If right. you tell your pillow, hey, look, I want to have a great day tomorrow. I am going to have a great day tomorrow. I am telling you intentionally, unintentionally, you are going to have a great day tomorrow. If you tell your pillow, I want to get up at a particular time, it actually happens. Why it happens is because you actually go with a lot of peace in your head and you sleep over it saying that, yes, I have actually put it out there and manifested that I'm going to have a great day. And then beyond that, what really happens is in the kind of space you stay, okay, the kind of lights, colors, configurations, the kind of materials that you actually use, all of this really impacts your mental state. 
So for example, if it's me, I'm while I'm extremely fond of uh, white color with a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, uh, your vibrant colors here and there, I absolutely love when I look at your work because it seems so surreal. It seems so pleasing to the eye. So I don't know what it is about the work. Of course, apart from the fact that I know of you, it generally feels so nice. Like the space that I have or I be in, it needs to have natural light. For me, having a big window with a lot of light coming in is a big relief because I pray like that. I, I do my affirmations, my journal writing in the morning from my bed. I sit over there and I write. So I need to get that natural lighting. All these things really impact or make me feel better. And hence, I feel like I stay in a great space better. Now, even with this whole office and um, ghar becoming same, of course, it was difficult earlier to figure out the space where I was earlier sitting and just praying or generally feeling whatever that I was feeling. Now I had to sit straight and work with my employees from that same space. I had to put myself through that discipline, like you rightly mentioned before. So, of course, all of this really, really matters. But actually, it comes to uh, one question comes to mind, uh, Kumpal, when I actually think about how spaces can create a great state of mind. Hmm. How do you create these kind of spaces? Bhai, matlab, everybody is not an expert like you. How do we make sure? Chodi chodi cheeze, like there is uh, space is well ventilated or the fact that, uh, you know, um, ventilation ke alawa, that it's just an airy room. And with all of this happening around, people getting so antsy about how do you make sure that your space is created the way you would like? Can you give us some tips? Absolutely. So, um, I guess my personal preference is, you know, airy spaces and, and you know, making uh, any kind of office, house, uh, be it a design studio. You know, there are so many uh, different uh, uh, spaces that we've worked uh, for uh, and then we realize that uh, a common thread that holds everything together for us is the airiness of the space. We try to see, uh, you know, where the, where the sun is rising from, where is it setting from, what is the mood that it's going to create within the space, how is the light going to come in and how is it going to be, how can we sort of bounce the light off different areas by using possibly, uh, you know, glass partitions, uh, you know, fabric partitions or possibly mirror. Mirror being like, you know, one of the most known, simple uses, uh, you know, when, when you think of, okay, you want to like expand the light source in the house, you will sort of strategically in install a mirror. But then there are so many things like, you know, your the height of your curtain, the height of your partitions. Um, how have you designed your wardrobe? Is it designed like a full panel or have you traditionally cut it like, you know, the seven feet door and uske upar, then you have a little bit of storage. So again, all these things, how are you maximizing the height? Spaces in Bombay are, are uh, you know, much better than Manhattan where things are like a matchbox, but this is slightly bigger, right? So how do you make sure even in the most luxury apartment where, where you might not have the best ceiling height, right? How do you make sure that you maximize that? So I think we focus on um, filling spaces with a lot of sunlight. 
and and we i think our, our my core design style or my style is that you know spaces need to look a little more lived in because listen humans are living in it it's never going to be perfect you know yeah it might be perfect on the day i shoot it it might be perfect in my imagination but if humans are going to you know like we all are going to use it it's never going to be staying the way it looked on the photo shoot day right because you might keep your book possibly on the ground on the floor and you might not keep it on the coffee table or you might just throw it on the uh, bookshelf uh, and not even like you know keep it vertically straight so what i'm trying to say is that you know the homes i try to design are are considering that we're not perfect and we're going to use it in that manner right so making it more lived in more around how we really feel uh, the the reason we do these workshops right is to sort of know how the person is is the person more uh, you know particular about things need to have particular places or is that uh, person more about hey listen you know give me a decent amount of storage but those need to be closed shutters cuz i find it very difficult to maintain uh, you know organize things so again all these things sort of you know are layers help layers that help build us the foundation for how that space is going to be and then you know clubbed with uh, i like to have all spaces that i design super airy i mean you know ultimately uh, i think the portfolio is the is the end end product that you end up seeing and and you end up seeing something which looks more lived in a little more relatable as you know aspirational but a little more relatable so would it be fair to say that before or even uh, before you get a new space and get it done or it is the current space that we are all living in the most crucial element would be to have clarity of mind that this is what i love this is not in fashion this is not what people think yes. uh, they like and hence it should be in my house or how my home space should be oh god i cannot even be clarity of mind of this what yeah sorry sorry go ahead no 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 aris no aris i could hear your feeling that hey this is what all, most of a lot of my clients tend to do and then how i actually have a conversation with them and i can remember our uh, coffee table chats around it that you know sometimes people have great ideas and just because they feel that their clarity of mind is not similar to somebody else's it is not the right mindset to have so I totally hear you. Also, there. I think also no. this is one thing that. Uh, sorry, I'll just want to sorry, add. Sorry, you were saying something. Kumbhari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was saying that I think uh, through this journey of designing uh, spaces, right? I have realized that uh, people have a lot of misconceptions, or rather, they are not confident enough to you know break away from trends generally. thinking that okay this is how the world is doing it so let's do it this way which is where i you know want to ask them questions and understand who they really are because in the long run that's more sustainable and one part of sustainable living is designing around the true you and not just designing around you know in the today i really like this so let me have it i don't know how it's going to play out in the future and then it might be a huge impact on your pocket because hey you know what this was trending then and now two years down i don't really like it so i guess uh, one of the pillars of sustainability within purple backyard is also talking about how does it 
impact you in the future and should you really go in for something uh, which is going to be a burden on your pocket in the future even if it's a luxury space i don't shy away from asking that question cuz uh, i would want people to be mindful about that considering now we're moving into you know uh, a different era global warming stuff like that uh, so yeah don't want to make it grim for people but i think you know uh, yeah this awareness you know just creating awareness about uh, needs and wants i think that's my favorite thing to do so yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely in fact i also genuinely believe that uh, you know mujhe ek story yaad aa rahi hai where i think i i heard one of these uh, monks say it at one point of time that there is a difference between what you like to what you love if you like something imagine you like a flower there are chances that you will just go ahead pluck it and keep it with yourself and after 2 days it will die off right but if you love a flower you are actually going to make sure that you get the seeds which are required to grow that flower nurture it water it grow it the way you liked in your balcony yeah. with your set of lighting and everything that you thought and then give birth to that space oh wow you are i mean it almost looks like that's the way maybe you would create spaces as well right like an empty block wow, okay and <laughs> then every <laughs> every little thing is sort of slowly gradually getting added to that now by the way flowers se mujhe yaad aaya um what do you think about um adding green to your spaces i mean i'm very fond of flowers and i i mean i'm not a, an expert at uh, building nurseries in the balcony or in the window but naturally i love houses with a lot of greenery so what do you think about it so uh currently you know uh, because we are uh, in a lockdown you know things are getting a little more relaxed soon i hope um, uh, you know uh, people have been um, locked up in their houses and i think uh, the houses that we designed recently or last year uh, we realized we ended up creating demarcated areas for green it was such a big necessity it was such a big need uh, for people because uh, i think none of us stepped out uh, none of us were you know out and about so we as humans i think had a very huge desire to be close to nature and what better ways to have like these balconies i think balconies and you know decks are going to be back in fashion because <laughs> i think people realize that what an outdoor <laughs> yeah so what an outdoor space could do for them uh so i think greens uh, you know moving greens into your space is a beautiful way of bringing the outdoors in uh something that i think uh, most designers try to you know uh, do with their spaces um cuz i think we all understand collectively that uh, nature has such a great impact on our mental well-being how we feel the the fact that when you see a, a new flower a bloom or or you know you just that activity of going out and watering your plants just these little little things right around the house uh, makes you feel really happy and helps you cut off you know tying this back to the question that you asked me earlier uh, exclusive and inclusive so these sort of activities help people break away uh in their uh, break times at work or you know uh, possibly in the morning after coffee or before coffee so i think greens from that perspective added a lot of value 
uh and and uh, you tell me how uh, you know i would actually want to know from you uh how else uh, do greens really affect uh greens within uh the spaces really affect our mental well-being oh my god i mean yes definitely yes yes and a yes to everything that you said right now uh plants are a wonderful reason uh gumbal to step away from the non-stop news for a moment you know which is happening around us it can actually allow us to care for a living thing that in turn only creates a better uh, environment for us plants make you feel good um you know uh, you can feel happy like an uh, how do you say like an animal emotion that anim- instinctual animal emotion is a thing where you love to see lush healthy green uh, you know environment around you and it it actually makes you feel also safe and comfortable it makes your mind feel a lot of comfort it actually makes you feel more focused towards everything and anything that you want to do so okay. definitely i would say that is comes a yeah that oh, uh, even if you don't have a balcony you put plants everywhere but it just means that uh, it is almost like having a living being around you you know how people yeah. say have a pet in the home and it makes you feel nice and people who don't have kids they are like uh, even if you have a pet you will know <laughs> how it is like to have a baby pretty much like that have that little baby place somewhere in your home water it every day nurture it every day it also teaches you uh, you know caring for other people yeah. it also in oh, a way shows your yeah. unconditional side for caring for something and that something actually grows in front of you each day more and more and and indirectly that little thing that you cared about so much has actually made you feel calm and made you feel more composed and happier and for a lot of people out there who always keep telling me that uh, happiness is uh, almost like something pleasurable on your list it's not happiness is actually a space of uh, zen a space of peace of mind so if you are actually having elements people or things around you which make you feel peaceful then you are actually making yourself feel happy and that is the reason the space that we stay in is called as a happy home and 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 if it is only designed and created by somebody like you it becomes the happiest of all that's such a good thought uh and that's just an amazing way of looking at something so simple as greens uh i guess this is also time for you to be a plant mom because i think you would be like i am pathetic at it like i tried but i i guess i couldn't you know plants at my house don't survive i don't know what happens to them but uh, yeah i absolutely love greens and i would love to have more of uh, you know greens at home but i try to do this so you know with the spaces we designed at least in the meanwhile uh, and and i think uh, you yeah you should uh, for sure get uh, get uh, you know more plants i know you have many at home already uh, but i think this this should be uh, pushing you further i think so i think uh, it's about you know when they say mentally when you are fearful of something then you say oh i don't think it's up my alley so yeah. it's a lot like that where i feel where getting a plant is a big responsibility in my head so while my our mom has a beautiful little nursery in her balcony where she grows things like vegetables and spices in house and then 
she also has some beautiful naturally growing flowers which help as uh, flowers for the mandir i think she does that out of sheer care and dedication and i think at this point of time um, you are possibly extremely dedicated to your workspace or like you always say you know we always figure out an excuse and i am possibly thinking an excuse in my head thinking do i have the time but i think maybe it's high time that i make some kind of time for it <laughs> and at least try and have some in my space apart from the space that i'm taking advantage of my mom having a little greenery and sitting out there early in the morning and just feeling good about the day right. so yeah that's a good reminder gumpal thank you so much you're welcome <laughs> Okay so um before we actually wrap up this podcast i actually wanted to sort of discuss one last element um you know people often say that the kind of space you create uh helps you boosting in your productivity and especially with this work from home happening right now what do you think um you know could be some simple steps to sort of boost this uh productivity with in terms of keeping your space the way it could be or even a small space like can you show us or can you guide us as to what it could be so uh like you know my setup what i've done is uh, uh i've just given everything a particular space so my desk will only have laptop or you know another gadget which is my phone or maybe an ipad that because i need to sketch on right uh, if i'm not using the ipad then possibly a book and a pen but i have my planner right in front of my desk where i write all my notes things that i'm going to do that day calls that i have to make people that are going to call me or you know appointments that i've made so i have it digitally but i also have it there so i can you know at all hours i can just see it in between calls all of that so i think a planner or like a whiteboard or uh, you could also call it a thought board so maybe you don't need it to plan your day you just need to sort of you know put your thoughts on and then again i have a little uh, wall grid where i have this little sack hanging in which i have all my books extra stationery um you know some some pictures and stuff like that which go on the wall on an, on the right i have three or four shelves where i have some books right and i'm right now sitting in my study so you see my roommate uh, at the back uh, so that's how i sort of you know unwind uh, in between or sort of take breaks i'm at my study or then maybe i'm sitting at the bed so that's how i sort of alternate between spaces but again uh, something i really try and do is uh, keep my space very decluttered uh, you know whenever i am to take a lunch break i will not eat on my desk i will definitely go to uh, the dining room or possibly the sofa in front of the tv but i make sure that i leave this room right uh, so uh, you know these are the few things uh, discipline of organizing things having uh, tasks associated with things so you you plan for it in your layout of your study of that room possibly and and through the day when you're using it if you have that luxury of you know you can dedicate a space for that task then don't use that room uh, through the day take breaks from that space as well so then you you know you take a lunch break you come back so that way you ventured out you're not always here on your desk and 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 you know that way you could just you know simple things but you feel refreshed so uh this is how my uh, yeah i also have a little little art piece that says uh, one love you know things that make you happy 
that can also uh, be a part so, of your desk so you look at it and you know i think i love this idea and and since i already have seen your desk i think i love what you're saying and i know what you mean exactly so i am actually going to make a special request and i don't know if you're okay with that you can tell me a yes or a no or maybe you could send us a little uh, screen grab of how a workspace could be or how yours could is and maybe at the end of the podcast or when you're talking we will try and show that little grab to people as to this is the space that you're talking about absolutely i'd love to share so i'll also i'll share two pictures one is how sometimes i also convert my dining space into my zoom space zoom call space cuz uh, that room over overlooking this nice green green patch out of my window i'll share that and i'll share the oh. study area so uh, i hope it helps Yes i am i i am sure people will love it and thank you so much kumpal for all the amazing insights that you shared with us uh, i think after all of this i have come to a conclusion and this is what i think i would like to share with all my viewers that the environment in which you live and work has a direct impact on your mental space and your mental health you can improve your life by making your home an ideal space for relaxation a clean organized living space helps you achieve clarity of mind it will boost your productivity and it also helps you relax as opposed to making you more stressed out hence create the kind of spaces that you love live in the kind of spaces that you absolutely love to dwell not just one day but every day of your life and live with the people who you love to stay and that's about it you are going to have a great space and an even better uh, space design and therefore a great well being thank you so much everybody for joining us for this podcast it's been a pleasure and thank you so much kumpal for your incredible time it's always a pleasure tra- talking to you thank you thank you khushi for having me and uh, it was an absolute fun chat i am so looking forward to sharing our pictures with you now Thank you and looking forward to all of you joining us for another episode of the Kushboo Wet Show. Until then, bye-bye and thank you for joining us today. Bye.